Good afternoon, morning, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the first ever podcast of the Hook Huddle. So, um, for those who don't know me, my name is Huffpuff Duck, and I am a mod for different channels. I am I used to be much more active on my streaming services before the renovations. I just felt that I wanted to be served to do my own podcast on DVD because I saw that other than a few that are not as active now, or like one that was like really in depth of certain things. I never see really many day by day podcasts, so I wanted to get one where you guys would be interested in it. So, here's a bit about me, as far as Dead by Daylight. I own mostly the free version. With Iridescent Shards, I got the Hag, as well as I got LG that was on sale using the Shards because of one of the tones. Other than that, I have all of the, I have the free PC game. I also have Prestige, a few survivors once, and I'm working on that. I also have Prestige Trapper once, but otherwise the killers are things. I have, for the free survivors that we get, um, I have well, everybody but Elodie and Dwight. At least one perk unlocked, and David, I have one, just one, while the others are completely unlocked for their perk. As far as killer, um, I think Nurse is calling a guy recently. I need to get one more for Huntress and Hag's perks. But otherwise, I got and then from the shrine, I got a few perks as well. Um, for Survivor's side, um, for example, I've built a last and tenacity and for killer's side I have barbecue and I'm all ears for example so I have some perks um but my eventual goals with the shards to get every single free killer and survivor um I am a rank 16 survivor and a rank 20 killer however even though I'm low on the ranks, I have a lot of book knowledge. I just don't have. Uh, my main problem, and I'm planning to fix it once I get it, is to get a mouse um, that can like move around and get somewhere where I can use it. Because right now I'm using a touchpad, which makes it hard to move the camera and the Caesar and things. Which is actually helpful off my audio cues. So that's an introduction about me. So now let's get to our agenda today. So the first thing I want to talk about for today's episode um, is the fact that Stranger Things is leaving in November. So I want to talk about a few things with it. Um, first, let's talk about Demogorgon. Demogorgon um, is not one of my favorite killers, but it's definitely not my least character. I did a tier list once, and let me check it real quick. Check 
pack on the tier list, and I put him under men or don't play him enough. With honestly him being both. Because the only Demogorgon players I really play are green or purple ranks. Which is where I've noticed that Demogorgon is out most of the time. But I feel like there's going to be a lot more of the yellows and browns coming in because of Stranger Things losing. Um, or should I say, behavior losing Dead by Daylight. Next, I wanted to talk about, um, Steve and Nancy, um, about the fact that their perks have become common perks. I think that this is the smartest thing that they could have done, is to make common perks. Um, but, like, with them being the shrine, and not once anybody can get them the shrine, I wish what they would do, behavior, I should say, is to make maybe, like, the level 30 ones. Like, just, just have them be as part of the general pack for all, sir, all um, players, and then the other four. Um, two for Nancy, two for Steve. To just generally be... You have to get them for the shrine, but which one of them, both of them could come free for all survivors, because I feel like that's one thing that's missing is for new players is to have a decent amount of perks that they could level up. Um, like, I would say maybe one or two more, but that might come with the new survivor then. They're, that's my theory of what they're doing with the new survivor, is that they make an original one that they can add to the additional survivor for free. Which I'm hoping that that's the case. So, and then finally, Hawkins. Um, I want to, because Hawkins is completely disabled the game. So Hawkins, I used to not enjoy as much. But Hawkins has become, I think it's my favorite, one of my favorite indoor maps. Um, compared to the others. I definitely prefer the outside maps more, but of the inside maps, Hawkins is not that bad. And... And overall, I'm not going to miss the map, because it was still not the best map, but... Yeah, I'm... Ex I could miss Hawkins when it leaves. Well, because it's gone when it used to be there, but it's not the worst map that could be left. Now, it's time for the killer spotlight. Dun-dun-dun! So, for this episode, I want to talk about the Xenobite PTB, and this is going to be the main thing I want to talk about this episode. So, the first thing I want to talk about was the Pinhead vs. Springtrap controversy. Originally, I was Team Springtrap because, mostly because, number one, I didn't know Hellraiser, but I knew FNAF enough. And I thought that with what they could do with Spring Trapper was that they could be, can become like a trapper hack and do like different traps. They could do different security things. And I saw I thought with different perks, especially the Mori with what I thought for Spring Trap would be a cool Mori with him putting the animatronic head over the survivor. I felt like that would be a cool Mori. But we got Hellraiser, which I'm definitely not complaining about. 
I just didn't know Hellraiser's much. But after playing the PTB, I think I would stick with just having DB's version of Hellraiser. But maybe eventually I'll watch the movies. So my first impressions, um, Hellraiser is a lot of fun to play as. I got to play as Hellraiser a couple times, um, through, um, customs. Mostly, if I'm gonna be honest, because, uh, lines for Xenobite was always way, way, way too long, in my opinion. Um, so I got to try some of the higher add-ons, so maybe that's why it was a little more leaning towards enjoying him. I didn't have any bugs as far as I was aware of during my PTB experience. So that wasn't as bad. Um, he's very hard to, very scary to play against. One time... Yeah, one time I had played with Kindred on Pinhead. And my gosh, he was scary to play against. Even as I saw him coming with Kindred, I was still scared out of my mind. I was playing with Pin against Pinhead. And third, um, his Mori is top tier Mori. Probably the best Mori in the game to date. And my favorite part of his Mori is that even when the survivor goes down into the ground, there's still, especially your Meg, Meg's the funniest of this, where when she gets down, she looks scared. But at the same time, she looks annoyed and wants to call a manager. So, my opinions on his power. I think that, um, for the block, um, is that this, it depends on skill check. So I feel like when he's at, uh, like, higher ranks, it's not going to be as bad as the box at the moment. The lower ranks are going to struggle. And then the whips, um... I feel like the whips are going to be one of those where once you get used to them, they can be good, really good. Um, I feel like that once we people figure out how to use the whips really well and figure out how to work with the box and with strategy with the box, that and the with the add-ons that we're going to work best with him, I feel like Hellraiser is going to be the sick pretty close to level of nurse or blight. I don't think he's spirit level because he definitely does his path counterplay. But I feel like that he could be up there with Mum the best killers at DVD once people realize his ultimate power. He's definitely not a, tr a trickster or that lower of a killer. I feel like he's definitely a very has the capability of being a very strong killer, especially if you main Pinhead. The free perks. Um, the first per perk that he has in his powerhouse of perks is Deadlock. So for Deadlock, it's after Jen is complete. Jen is first to lawn his block for 30 seconds. It was useful for information for me when I was Pinhead. As far as where I could do a free gen or where to pressure, um, because 
Um, the one game, there was two different ones that I get blocked. So I could just have a go between the two gens. And that got me a kill. If I did not have that perk, I probably would have gotten no kills that round. I pro got, probably got killed because of it. I'm around this pinhead. Um, do not run with pop because it, I ran the perk with pop. And there were times where the survivors would just focus on the gym that was from further ahead. And you might get in the chase by the time that the perk gets removed again. You can use the pop. Sometimes you'll be in the chase by then and then it's not worth it. I feel like that for for new killers, but between the free perks that the Xenobite has, but this is the best one for him. Second one is the second perk that the Xenobite has is Hex Plaything. So when on the first hook you become cursed, meaning that they are oblivious until they cleanse their totem. Or somebody cleanses their system. Um, it's my personal favorite of the free, not only because of the way that it works with totems, because I always love totem perks, but because I could see it being a very variety and agreeing more than one dull totem. It can do more than one hex totem, and I love doing my hex builds. I also love the artwork for that. It's just top tier artwork for that perk. It works. Oh, I didn't notice when I did it was it worked well with Haunted Ground or Retribution. It worked well with Haunted Ground because Haunted Ground requires um, Haunted Ground pretty much once one person cleansed one of the Haunted Grounds, a tone became, that was dull became available. And it could guarantee that if you, if people do a lot of totems early game, or don't, you could probably get one for your perk. And then for retribution, because of the way retribution works, so every time you cleanse a hex totem, all the auras of everyone are seen, you can get pretty much lethal pursuer up to five times depending on how many hexes you bring and how many times you use the the perk um so the last one is scourge hook gift of pain my question is that is scourge of pain going to be a new series of like for example hexes where there's multiple hexes using tomes is there going to be more perks in the future with hooks where the hooks are going to have effects once you're hooked and that's why it's called scourge hook um so it penalizes both healing and jet speeds i think that there's certain perks that do healing focus on healing and other things there's some perks that focus on slowing down gens but correct me if i'm wrong but i think this is the first one that does both most fan of this both, but nothing kind of just just healing. Yeah. And my favorite, and this was my least favorite of the set. But I think that with some killers like for example Trickster that lack map pressure, this perk is gonna be great for that.
um, some other nets I had for the Cenobite. Um, so I thought that this character was hard to learn, uh, especially with the whips, but um, my last game, I definitely did get better. I feel like that this, uh, once you get the whips, it's going to be a little easier, but it is a lot of fun to do the whips because it may seem like to me like it was a paper airplane or like an airplane where you went wow until you hit the survivors. Um, I feel like that this is a combination between Nurse and Freddy because of the way that his chains work and with teleportation. And I feel like, again, he could be a strong killer, but he is add-on defense, so his add-ons definitely do bring him to another level. But I think that even without add-ons, he can still be pretty strong. So, thank you so much, everybody, to coming to this episode of Hukaro. I know that this is my first episode, so I'm learning how to do editing stuff. And I know that this is... A week later than I expected it to, but I'm getting my computer back together. Yeah, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Bye!